Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. We're doing it live. We're coming at it. We're coming at this one raw. Baby. We're late, is we're what we're late saying. On this one, we, we are running Yeah, late. we didn't have the ability for both of us to be in a room together while the sun was out until now. That's true. And you know when we do nighttime recordings. I hate it. I hate it too. It get the energy in the studio. It's either shitty and tired. You or know what it is? Just it's frisky as hell. It's because we used to do Rose Buddies. Yes, we would watch three hours of The Bachelor, right? And then we would sit down in front of the microphone and record for another like hour and a half, right? And and who's a- got that kind of time? after ten p.m. I'm angry. It's unthinkable. I'm angry. Rachel gets really mad at 10 o'clock. She's like um, a gremlin. Yeah. But like two hours earlier and you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to uh-huh. do water. You don't have to feed. No. At 10 o'clock is full. If full you ask me mode. a question after 10 p.m., the answer is I'm tired. One time we were ta- having a conversation about, um, you know, having kids. Peace. peace and love. <laughs> it was 9.59 and you were like, I just am filled with gratitude every day when I let bed and you like yell <laughs> bed at me. Yeah. So we're we're coming at this one with I would say maybe the least amount of preparation. Yeah. That we have done for an episode because we have about 40 minutes before our, I have to record another thing. Yeah. And you have a thing. And so this one's going to be just fast and loose. We're, yeah. We're we're just having fun with it. Small wonders. Do them. Did we do them on this show? I'm going to say jury duty. Gosh dang it. Ha ha ha. What a fun and wild show this this is. It's on, for those of you who are like, I've heard that it is on freebie. That is not anything I know about. Amazon Prime will do you. Amazon Prime will get you there. And we don't know what the relationship is between freebie no. and Amazon Prime. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to look it up and who's got the time. Who's got the time? No, Nobody. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I had heard about this. I knew that James Marsden was in it. I didn't know anything else about it other than it featured members of a jury. Yeah. And, uh, it's a really interesting premise and it seems to be done really well. Yeah. The premise is that it's all fake. Everybody's an actor and it's a fake court case. Yeah. And everybody's an actor in it except one dude named Ronald. Yeah. Who thinks he's on a real jury with a real case. In uh, a documentary being yeah. filmed about, about jury duty. And James Marsden plays himself. Yes. And he is in, he is, wow, putting on a clinic, I would say. What it, a tightrope walk. I was telling Griffin, it reminds me of like the Rob Lowe character of like, I'm kind of insufferable. I'm an attractive man and an actor. And I want to make sure that you know how silly actors are. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, I, I think that that's a really hard thing to pull off. Yeah. There's a lot of fake acting that he does as he's like yeah. reading for this, essentially made up Quentin Tarantino film that uh, he is trying to get cast in uh, called Lone Pine. Uh, And he does a lot of bad acting as he like auditions for it with help from Ronald. And that is so hard. Doing bad acting as an actor 
pretending to be yourself yeah. Yeah. without giving that away to the other. It's There's layers upon layers. I, I, he, he is absolutely amazing in it. And the dude, Ronald, is like such a good like dude yeah uh, it's a I, very wholesome i think it's easy to hear the premise and say like oh that sounds mean that sounds cruel. yeah but it's it's genuinely very up up they give him so many opportunities to shine and succeed yeah he's really the hero like he makes these like really honorable choices a lot of the time uh which kind of saves the show in a lot of ways i can't I haven't looked into what was involved in casting him, but yeah, I can't imagine. But it seems like they picked somebody that was going to just shine in every circumstance. Yeah. Um, oh, that was your thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it can be your thing too. No, I don't. kind of knew that if I said it, I would be stealing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know what I'm going to say? Okay. I'm going to say. This gigantic desk mat that I have, new addition <laughs> to the studio. I don't usually rock with mouse pads. I haven't had a mouse pad in forever because they get gross. Yeah. And I don't like that. Um, but instead, I got this like two foot by one foot, like kind of wool uh, desk mat that all my shit sits on. And it's for me, it's just like now it's a giant mouse pad. It's kind of like a little carpet for your desk. It's like a little carpet for my desk. A little area rug. And, you know, when I'm gaming, uh-huh. I can't have the grain of the desk wood. No. Interrupting my, you know, pixel perfect fucking Counter-Strike headshots. I had a I'm real getting. sense memory of like driving the mouse over a desk for some game. I don't remember. But you know how you used to have to like do that? I like you like push the mouse forward. Yeah. And it'd be loud, it'd be loud noise. Yeah. I yeah, you mean like the sort of horse hoof clomping yes. like as you brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a video of somebody cleaning out a mouse with the little ball where you had to pop it out yeah. and like toss this little heavy rubber ball uh-huh. in like a tub of acid. I don't know. <laughs> I was never on mouse cleaning duty at my home, although probably that one should have been all hands on deck. Just because you know, yeah, it's a lot of am- grubby hands fighting for the, the same amount of mouse. time. Like, yeah, that mouse was always in use. I imagine. Always, always, always uh, getting you know ever quested or whatever. Anyway, um, you watched a video of a mouse being cleaned. Yeah, was there a story? <laughs> it just took me back, man. <laughs> um, I go first this week. Okay, we, again, no prep on this episode. No prep this up, and sometimes that can be a fun energy. Uh, tomorrow, as we were recording, this is Thursday morning as we record this, uh, we're going to be getting a new Zelda game, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is the follow-up to 2017's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, widely considered by a lot of people to be maybe the greatest video game of all time. Uh, so I'd like to, you dropped your phone. (laughs) I know. You were so cash. I wish you guys could have seen this. (laughs) This was like, this was like serial killer like a phone slips out of your lap and you just did not break eye contact with me i wear exclusively slippery pants now That's true. like i anticipate but this I like kind that. of casualty sure um <laughs> zelda zelda uh series is near to dear near dear to my heart and my wrist i it have is ta- it is tattooed upon me i have never played zelda yes i don't really know anything about it can i say something i th- i think it would not be the worst transition from stardew uh-huh. valley 
for you. No, and now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I mean, not only is the, like the graphic situation similar, but oh, dep- depending on what it's a game you're playing, yeah, obviously. true. I'm thinking like like old yeah, old Zelda, like Link to the Past Zelda. No, I mean the new Zelda games. I think I think you could handle. it. I think you're ready for navigating the 3D Ooh, space. I don't know, man. Sword. Okay. Don't sell yourself short, man. I feel like you are always trying to under thunder yourself when it comes to your video games. Comes to gaming, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I live, I live with a hundred percent gamer. Yeah, and so it's. I would say at this point, you live with two one hundred percent gamers. Yeah, that's true. So it's hard to feel like. And Gus has shown symptoms. (laughs) Oh, he has. Yeah. I don't think a curiosity. Yeah, curiosity for sure. Yeah, no, Henry already has this kind of innate knowledge of what Brent buttons to press in any yeah. situation. It's it's incredible to see. And I I am paralyzed. I'm like which which one which one does the thing? Do it the I have to hit the bumper now? Yeah, the bumpers can be it it's can confusing. be confusing. Um Zelda. Zelda. So Zelda's been around for a very long time. It came out the first game The Legend of Zelda came out on the Famicom the the NES in Japan in 1986. Uh, first came to the States in August 1987, just a few months after I rolled up. They were like, we got something for you, little baby. We got something for you, little three-month-old baby. It's called <laughs> The Legend of Zelda. You're, you're going to love it someday. Uh, and it was pretty much instantly a hit. It was revolutionary in a lot of ways. There wasn't really anything like it uh when when this game first dropped fun fact it was the first like cartridge based video game that you could save like your game on because wow, it, had, it was really? the first game because back you know back in the cartridge era like you needed a, like an onboard battery in the cartridge to like handle saves uh and zelda was the first ever cartridge based game to to have that and obviously like that Changed virtually everything up until that point. You think about like early Mega Man games; those were pretty big games. But after you like beat a boss, it would show you a password on the screen, like a sixteen-digit password, oh, and then you would have to write that down. And then the next time you turn the game on, you would have to punch in that password yeah. in order to like, get back to where you were. Uh, Zelda sort of changed all that, and in doing so, allowed the player to like explore a gigantic for the time gigantic world go on this huge quest go through these eight massive dungeons find all these items uh explore find all these secrets and hidden unlockable boosts for link uh and it was just a, a pretty massive step forward in kind of like what you could do in a in a home console game obviously there were like pc uh text-based adventure games that were you know, that would take you a thousand hours to beat. But this was on NES, which was, you know, a whole different ball game. Is this the kind of game where you could like, you know, beat it, but then still go back and have stuff to do? In fact, uh, the very first Zelda game had a second quest. If you beat the game, Whoa. you could go back in and play like a harder version of of the game, uh, which was also pretty, like pretty wild, pretty revolutionary. I was obviously like way too young to uh, appreciate this whenever Zelda first came out. I don't even know when we uh, got Zelda in our household because I was very little. You don't remember a time without Zelda. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, And uh, for me, it didn't really become a 
like major concern until uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo, uh, which was like the I want to say third mainline Zelda game. Um, and I remember this was back in the day when we didn't have like money for spending on just whatever yeah Um, three boys you guys had to you know wear clothes and eat food we did wear clothes and eat food and so um i i talk a lot about like if we wanted a video game we would maybe get one on our birthday uh or you know christmas would come around and we we could put some video games on our list and that would be our main way of doing it other than that we would have a pretty sort of mercenary video game trade-in system at the local babbage's where we would go and trade back our video games for store credit that we could then use to get new video games in a constant sort of depleting cycle until like by the end of you know middle school i had traded down to like a single like game boy (laughs) camera that Uh represented you know hundreds of games that i had traded in over the time but this was the first one that my brothers were like hey griffin you have some video games we don't because we fucking traded all ours in at the local babbage's you should trade them all in for Link to the Past. And I was like, I don't know, guys. This uh, game looks a little hard for me. But then I did because I was the youngest brother and I didn't get much of a vote in the yeah, situation. What a beautiful sacrifice. Beautiful sacrifice, but it turned out to be worth it because that game kicks ass. And I yeah. got very, very into it. Um, when the Nintendo 64 came out and Ocarina of Time came out, that was uh, a huge, huge sort of moment for me that was uh that's probably one of my top three favorite video games ever made i remember i was uh racing my brothers to to play it uh i think i got it for a birthday or maybe i traded in some shit to to get it i got the gold cartridge version of it which uh a lot of the zelda games have come out i mean back when video games came out on cartridges uh it was gold and it had like a lenticular cover uh that you could move around can i ask do you still have this in a box in the closet something fucking infuriating one of my brothers i won't name names was dating a girl and uh gave her the gold cartridge copy of zelda in exchange for her regular gray cartridge copy of zelda without (laughs) even consulting me made this trade I guess because this girlfriend liked the gold cartridge version of Zelda better. Heartbreaking. That thing is probably pretty pretty rare these days. Uh-huh. Cartridge based games pretty pretty pricey on the aftermarket. Uh so and I'm not going to name which one of my brothers did it. But it was the one <laughs> who had a not great girlfriend uh that and was also sort of in a pushovery mood when it came to uh, doling out his brother's most precious belongings. Yeah. But I'm not going to name names. Yeah, no. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Um, very generous spirit, Justin has. Very generous, generous spirit, I would say. Um, and I'm sorry that that happened. It to had, you. It's fine, man. Um, so yeah, I got really into that game. I played it with my friend Clint uh, Wilson. We would speed run it. That was like the first game that I ever beat like a lot uh, because we would just like get together on a Saturday, get together in the morning, not have anything to do, and just over the course of like six and a half hours, just like beat 
Zelda front to back. Yeah. I remember he really wanted his own copy. And so I helped him basically write a book report about The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time that he could give to his parents to convince his parents to buy him Ocarina of Time so that he could get into it. And then we would call on the phone like, hey, man, I'm trying to sneak (laughs) past these guards to get to Princess Zelda. I can't do it. What's the route? And I'd be like, this is the Nintendo Power Hotline. I got you. It's a buck a minute. (laughs) Can I ask, did he continue to game throughout your friendship or did he fall off at some point? Clint? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He major, major gamer. Really? Yeah, sure. Okay. He, I mean, he did it in the same way that I, I, I used to, which is like I would pick one game and get fucking way into it. Yeah. Um, I just wondered as a gamer, for me anyway, like for me it kind of peaked in middle school. Okay. And then in high school I kind of moved away from it. And I feel like there was a real division of like people who were like, I'm going to participate in school activities and and honors classes, and I'm not going to game anymore. And I wondered if you oh, felt that's interesting that if you felt that as like you felt that departure, like oh man, me and so and so used to game all the time, and now he doesn't game anymore, and I'm sad. Um, no, I you're 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 painting with an interesting brush right now, saying that I couldn't game and take honors classes. Um, well, I'm saying and school activities too. Oh yeah, I wasn't doing any of those. Like, like after school becomes a, a a busy time if you decide to join a bunch of clubs. And no, I mean I was always in a play, like basically through from from uh, I mean shit, man, like second grade through high school. Yeah, but with the handheld, if you're not on the I stage, mean, I, could you? Yeah, I mean that's could fair. Sneak yeah. away. I definitely completed my Pokedex backstage uh, at a show. <laughs> Uh, I traded, I got that Kangaskhan from my friend Travis Torlone, um, and he hooked me up, and that was, uh, that was a big moment for me. I didn't get the sort of accolades I was expecting, because people were kind of like, you know, plugged in. Do you remember what play it was? Um, what play was it? I think it's interesting that you remember everything. Oh, it was the Easter pageant. Oh, okay. <laughs> It was Easter pageant. This was not a play at uh, a, like a, a theater. This was at uh, Choich. Um, was this when you were Jesus? No. Okay. In the Easter pageant? I Honey, in the Easter pageant, Jesus gets crucified. So they're not going to do that to a child. <laughs> you understand that, right? Yeah, when no. I played Jesus, it was like a musical. Now that you say it. And my crucifixion was like purely uh like off screen. I was like, I go, I'm going to head out now, guys. Do deuces enjoy the garden i gotta go though yeah it's gonna happen off stage but you know right you guys know the story okay cool cool as somebody with limited access to houses of worship i forget about how things turned out for jesus a lot of times yeah sure i always think it's like nativity you know i mean it turned out fine right (laughs) yeah i guess it was bad there was one bad bit um but it turned out great um so zelda uh, I, I am I'm in love with this franchise. I think that it it sort of encapsulates the uh the Nintendo seal of quality, which was a real thing that they used to put on their games, and still today is like if Nintendo puts out a game that they made, a first party Nintendo game, it's usually going to be pretty good, and that is uh with a few exceptions true of of Zelda, um and. I, I they represent a spirit of like 
adventure and exploration that is uh, genuinely very uh, magical and has a very, very special place in my heart. Uh, Like I said, we all got Triforce tattoos. The Let me think. It was like the spring after uh, mom died, we all were just wanting to do something like big and kind of sentimental. Uh, and so we this this video game franchise, you know, had meant a lot to all of us. And it had this sort of like three power of three kind of yeah. iconography going on in it. And so uh, did your dad play, too? You haven't really mentioned his participation yeah, sure. in Zelda. It, I, I, it, it wasn't um, I don't think it was like exactly his jam. Dad uh, played a lot of. Uh, like Ultima and like those more sort of like uh, computer RPG style things. He 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 definitely played some other games mixed in there, but Zelda was very much like uh, it, it. It felt like a, a, a me and Justin and Travis thing. And yeah, this new game that is coming out tomorrow looks phenomenal. It's building on a lot of the stuff that made the Breath of the Wild that came out in 2017, really fantastic. Are you going to play it on the Switch? Yes. That's the only system that it uh, is going to be out on because it's a Nintendo thing. I'm just preparing myself for like looking over at you and knowing kind of what's happening over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you hear me, you know how I get like real into my games and I'm like, oh yeah, I got the Master Sword. Like Henry does? Yeah. I le- actually I learned it from watching him. <laughs> it's more fun when you yell at your games anytime mm-hmm. anything could happen. This is interesting about this new generation that like watches other people play games on YouTube is yeah. that they don't understand that like the people are playing games on YouTube and they're being loud because it's entertaining as a viewer. They don't understand that like I You don't have to do that when you game. Yeah, I feel like Henry thinks that like that is gaming, like saying loud things when you're playing a game. You are showing your ass right now. That is gaming. If you're oh. not yelling, and you can say whatever, I've definitely heard you while playing Stardew Valley. Like, yeah, I got the cranberries. <laughs> it's weird that I use that voice. Yeah, that's your gamer like a vo- Muppet, like a like a Muppet. Would? It's a, your gamer voice that lives inside of all of us, and it's whenever you get the cool sword or the big gun or the cranberries. In your case, that that voice just comes out of you, and it's very powerful and it's very beautiful, and um. That's that's the Legend of Zelda. Um, can I steal you away? Yes. Good. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible 
that's um there for the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial they had. That was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow. background. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Hey, head to squarespace.com slash wonderfulpod for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code wonderfulpod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the host of Schmanners. We don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people. No, on Schmanners, we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence. So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Uh, so my thing just kind of came to me, um, you know, it is the season where school is ending for yeah. a lot of people. Um, and when I was coming up with a topic, I was thinking about, you know, that time. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about a thing that as when I was in school, I didn't realize was so widespread. But I think in talking to you, I have realized is the uh, the graduation anthem. Oh my gosh. Like specific to your year. Yes. Like like when you are graduating. And it's kind of amazing when I've looked at it now, like how often there will be a song released around that time period. It has to be deliberate, right? I there have has to, to imagine. be some record exec. There's like a producer who's like, hey, you know what's really going to make this blow up? Yeah. Add in something about growing up. Yeah. <laughs> so I found this. Did List. your school, did your school, Huntington High, where I matriculated, had a, every senior class would design their own flag 
that had their no. own class colors. And then you, we had to pick an official like class anthem and it would like go in the yearbook. No. I bet you if I could find my yearbook from 2005, it would have like all of this data in it. I know what our anthem was. I almost want to sit on it because it sucks so bad. Well, I'm curious if it'll be on the list, right? I, I would bet a hundred dollars that it is not. Oh, okay. I would be, I would be mind when they to, when they announced when the student council came down from the mount and was like, "Here is your anthem." It was met with like, "Wow, really?" Uh, so I would be, I would be shocked. Was it not like a timely choice? It was a timely choice. It was just a weird one. Okay. So there is a BuzzFeed list okay. that has every single graduation song from 1990 to 2016. Jesus Christ. You know, 1990, I thought like, wow. What were we do? Was it too legit to quit? Like, Well, here's the thing. You're probably going to know this song um, because I feel like you have a, a deeper understanding of country music than I do. Okay. 1990 was The Dance by Garth Brooks. Yeah. What what song is that? I mean, I don't. I know of it. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you. Were I wasn't like a big Garth. Bro- that was more my mom's thing. And I, <laughs> I respected it, and I gave her the space she needed to yeah. enjoy Mr. Brooks and Mr. Gaines, um, in his time. What I think is kind of great is that they also have a runner-up for each year. Who who came up with this list? Buzzfeed. Oh, okay. Uh, specifically to people on the byline uh, for this this BuzzFeed article. Okay. Um, hey, I trust them. Okay. For shit like this, they're the paper of record. <laughs> I don't. I, where else it's would true. you go for this? So I guess I I don't know if you want me to go through every year. Maybe just the hits. Okay. Um. Nineteen ninety one. Learning to fly by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Which I think would be kind of a nice one. Yeah, sure. The runner-up, Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Again, like, I believe it. It's, it's not just like, not it's not like, a vitamin C. Like, it's not like a clear... Well, no, nothing is going to be like vitamin C. <laughs> but but I, I like it. It kind of, like, sets a tone. I love the song. It's a great yeah. track. I just don't know that it gets me walking out the doors of my high school with my, you know, cap and gown on. Just like, yeah, ready to... Ready to take on college. I like, I like to, like, I like these a lot because it shows you how powerful a year was. I promise yeah. I'm not going to read all of these, but I want to go to 1992. Oh, boy. <laughs> which is End of the Road by Boys to Men. Holy sh... That was in 1992? Yeah. That song came out in... That song came out when I was five years old? Yeah. That's unbelievable. I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that was like late 90s. One of the runners up, there are several runners up, but there's another runners up, also a Boys to Men song, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. 1992 was a good year for mm-hmm. boys and men. <laughs> and those on and their those way. And those in the, in the midst of a journey. Okay, I'm going to skip forward to okay. 1995. Okay. Which, as the BuzzFeed list says, is I'll Be There for You by the Rembrandts. <laughs> I feel like if your graduation song is a sitcom theme song. I know, right? I mean, there's actually a lot of really good options there. Runners up include I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders and I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. So a lot of like promises in 19. Yeah, I'll be there for you, I'll stand by you, and I will remember you. (laughs) That's fucking great. I Will Remember You not winning is a fucking crime. I will remember 
I know that would that would be the one I would think. But you know, if you want like a fub fun like party vibe, that song is fun. Don't I, let your life I will remember you. Pass you by. Isn't that the one they use in the like animal cruelty commercials? No, that was uh, in the arms of an angel. Arms of an angel. Yeah, yeah. man, what a what a <laughs> what a time. Okay, nineteen ninety eight. It is a Green Day song. Oh, Time of Your Life? Yes. That was 98. Yes. See, I feel like that that was also more modern, but I mean, that is like quintet. That's like top five, like Gosh. graduation songs. Listing the runners up is going to take you on a time travel. Oh, boy. Runners up includes Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Ooh. Closing Time by Semisonic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll Be by Edwin McCain. Holy shit, we were so... <laughs> wow! <laughs> that year, man. I So here's the thing. You graduated in 2000, right? Yes. Okay. I'll get to the Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Like, I listened to the radio a lot. I don't know if you did. Yeah, of course. Like, for a long time, I just had like a tape deck. And that's like really... That's committing to something, you right. know? Whereas like listening to the radio, it's just like I'm of the moment right, right. now. You know, and so all these songs very powerful, very for powerful. Me. Okay, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, it's the sunscreen song. The sunscreen song. Everybody's free in parentheses to wear sunscreen by Boz Lerman. You remember? I don't think I do. It was like a spoken word, like oh yeah, graduation speech style. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I think I heard that song once, and I was like, "This isn't for me." Okay, we're Thank at. You, Bob. I'm more of a Skags than a Lerman. <laughs> Always a Skags. Never a Lerman. 2000. Yeah. This, I... Rachel McElroy in her in her regalia. See, here's the thing. I, I question the timing of some of these songs. Okay. Because I don't know if this really timed out with graduation. But 2000 was, in fact, Graduation Friends Forever by Vitamin C. Okay. I believe it. That seems right to me. I don't remember... That being is the runner-up Willinium. The runner-up is "I Hope You Dance" by Leanne Womack. Ew, gross. <laughs> God, Love Is Blind has really, uh, yeah, I know, really poisoned the the well on that one. I think I might skip forward, although I would do want to say for two thousand three, the runner-up, the two thousand three winner is "The Remedy." I won't worry by Jason Mraz. Oh, sure. The runner-up is You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. Can you imagine, like, at a party? Like, this is our song, guys. I'm, I love you guys. You're going to Caltech next year. I'm going to Brown. I love you guys. <laughs> and just, like, all sitting around silently listening to that song. Okay. What is your graduation year? 2005. Okay. 2005. The Leaning Song, which I can't recall on title, is Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. Make a wish, take a chance, bring change, and break away. It was like, I think it was, I think, I turn my rings and I learn how to fly. With you, I mean nothing with you by my side. Make a wish, take a chance. Does sound familiar. Make a change. That one? That does sound familiar. Thanks. I can't. I <laughs> I can't believe how much of that I was able to. Remember. I know it was That's powerful. Crazy. Runner up, Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. Stop it. Okay, so we were just we're having a little fun with the list at this point, huh? Buzzfeed 
because that's not that doesn't necessarily inspire it. Yeah, of, I can't imagine a bunch of people being like, "This is our song, guys." For us, okay, Huntington High School okay. class of first of all, what was your flag? Uh, so for your flag, it was uh, I can't remember if it was a it, you got to pick your class colors. For us, it was black and pink. <laughs> but that was the era. <laughs> That's um, wild, because like your school has colors. Yeah, no, it we and then the flags would hang like in the main entryway, wild. Uh, so you could see, and, and it, it had been going for a very long time. This tradition. And it was like a flower design. I can't remember if it was like all the flags were different flowers, but I think not. I think it was just like different designs and then the colors. And you would class song. Ours was um, My Immortal by Evanescence. Wild. And I remember at our our senior prom, they played that song and people had like arms around each other, like swaying back and forth. Like you do at a senior prom when you're the graduating class. And I was looking around like, this, <laughs> this, this, this doesn't feel right to me. Anyway, <laughs> black and pink class colors with my an Evanescence song as the uh, as the as the theme. That really that is a, a moment frozen in amber. I believe. Yeah, no kidding. Um, it it continues. As Are people still making graduation? I some, have like, to assume. Is Machine Gun Kelly out there with like? <laughs> You gonna say goodbye to your friend? I don't know what machine. <laughs> I've never listened to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> no, once he in sounds my life. like that. That sounds right to me. 2007, Kanye West, unsurprisingly. 2008, yeah. T.I. and Rihanna, Live Your Life. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2009, Miley Cyrus. 2010, right. I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Can you imagine? That would be a good one. Good one. Yeah, great one. Real, real party, party anthem. 2011, Firework by Katy Perry. Yeah. Okay, so in you know we didn't lose our inspirational spirit. Twenty fourteen, let it go by Adina Menzel. <laughs> I mean, step into your power, right? I guess. Yeah, it just seems weird to be like this Disney movie defines our year. I mean, it kind you know? of defined everyone's year, though. I guess that's true. And and what <laughs> what I think is interesting. So I don't know when did this list come out. The fact that it stops in 2016, yeah. So this list came out in 2016. So that's okay. why, because when you get to 2016, first of all, I don't know the song. This again makes me feel like a very old person. Uh, 2016 is Seven Years by Lucas Graham. No, and runners up question mark. Whoa. So I guess. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, they, this list came out not just in 2016, but uh, it came out in May 2016. So that's like, that's like in the moment. Yeah, That's sure. like tomorrow is graduation. We just don't know what our runners up are. Maybe that was just a dry year for inspirational music. I don't know. Um, I think what is interesting about this list is, is, I don't know if you had this feeling, but when music. That tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. When music came out that seemed tied to like moving on to a different chapter, yes. you felt like, oh my God, this is only happening to me in my town. I think Green Day's Time of Your Life is probably the, in my mind, even more than Vitamin C's Graduation, which feels a little too... It feels a little too like uh I thought that about wear sunscreen too. I was like this is grief. literally a commencement speech. Yeah. <laughs> but time of your life 
Another turning point, a full stuck in the Yeah, like, you would, you, the story damn. with that song, um, at least for me, was that there was a principal at the elementary school I went to who was leaving. Like he oh, was wow. moving on and he was pretty like beloved by the teachers and kids. And he like blasted that song from the PA system, like throughout the neighborhood. Like it, somehow it escaped the internal building, and Jesus. like and everybody was like jamming all over, all That's over beautiful. town. That's to a that, beautiful to moment. That, that song. All of St. Louis was yeah was joined that day yeah. <laughs> by the power of Green Day's inspirational music. As he lowered his principal flag, mm-hmm. and everyone stood at attention. <laughs> I like this idea and then of flags. he was burned in a ceremonial fire. <laughs> I like this idea of flags. This wasn't a thing for me. They were hideous. They were all were so Were they bad. made out of flag material? Yes. What's flag material? <laughs> What's flag material? Like not like a t-shirt or construction paper. Like the kind of flag that like you would see on a pole. and Flag be like, stuff, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just cut up other flags sort of t- like sewed together like is, i think it's actually not great yeah no, i that's don't a think problem. you're supposed to do that especially not on flag day which is when they made us do it <laughs> um thank you so much for listening to this wet and wild episode of wonderful um hopefully next week you know we'll be able to get back on uh you know nexus lexus and or lexus nexus i can't remember which way that is get, get to our peer, journalistic peer roots yeah research multi-source right mm-hmm. um thank you to bowen and augustus for the source song money won't pay find a link to that in the episode description um and thank you to maximum fun for having us on the network uh we are going to be doing the bim bam and taz in columbus and milwaukee um next week so if you live in one of those cities uh please come out and see us ticket sales have been a little bit slow and that would be cool for you to do that for us. And it will do a fun show for you too, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Griffin and I were talking about specifically Adventure Zone and like what a fun live show it is and how people might feel intimidated because they haven't, you know, kept up with all of the episodes. We have not done a in in uh, no. in campaign They're just one off very accessible like basically like watching people play like a like an improv game but yeah. but but oh my god but no but, but it's but, good but it's good and but, fun but but skilled and, and enjoyable and good and fun um but yeah that's 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 coming up so go to macquarie.family you can find a link to that and we also have merch over at macquariemerch.com that's it though thank you Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Um, and thank you. We we didn't do a listener submission. No. Like I said, we're coming at this one wet and wild. Okay. I don't even think I have time to, to do a dive. But just Well, let's, let's come up with wonderful one. Wonderfulpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, please continue to send those in. The 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 signal to noise ratio, the amount of spam we get in that email address yeah. is is frankly it renders it almost unusable yeah so we we the more submissions that we get to kind of balance that ratio out let's 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 do one let's let's just oh yeah sure tyler says i love orange peel and that's it that's all it says it just says (laughs) i love orange peel (laughs) right on tyler hell yeah i get it man shine on you crazy diamond (laughs) Money won't pay. Money won't pay.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.